Hello, I'm Cyril Imbert, executive producer on Streets of Rage 4. Hi, I'm Ben Fiquet, I'm the RG actor on Streets of Rage 4. And you're listening to the Sega Lounge. You're listening to Sega Lounge. Welcome to the Sega Lounge, a podcast dedicated to our love for all things Sega, be it the games, the music, or the community. I'm KC. In each episode, I'll be talking to different guests and sharing their projects and their passion for Sega. Welcome one and all to a brand new episode of the Sega Lounge. How have you guys been? Hopefully safe and still mentally sane, or at least not more insane than before. We've got a longer interview for you this week, so I won't take long now. But let me just remind you that you can, and dare I say, should totally subscribe to the Sega Lounge podcast on your podcast app or service of choice. Go do it now. Yeah, I'll wait. Waiting. Still waiting. Done? No? Well, you suck. No, come back. I'm kidding. See, I'm good. Just as insane as before. Anyway, thankfully, to help us out with our quarantine and social distancing routines, Sega and friends have been very generous with three titles released this week alone. Sega Ages G-Lock Air Battle is out now on the Switch. Sakura Wars has your JRPG needs covered on the PS4. And, you know, Streets of Rage 4. Everywhere. Streets of Rage 4, yes. It's out now. 26 years after the third game came out on the Mega Drive or Genesis, .amu, Lizard Cube and Guard Crush Games developed a great game and teamed up with an all-star crew of musicians which include Yuzu Koshiro and Motohiro Kawashima to create a soundtrack worthy of a true sequel to the original Streets of Rage trilogy. If you haven't yet, you can listen to my review of the game, which is available as a bonus episode of the Sega Lounge, and features a few of the tracks in the game's soundtrack as background music. This week we're celebrating SOR 4 Day, or Streets of Rage 4 Day in style, with an interview with two members of the core team behind the game. Cyril Imbert, CEO of .amu, an executive producer and music supervisor of the game, and Ben Fiquet, co-founder of Lizard Cube and art director as well as in charge of the story, cinematics and much more in the game. They talk about the importance this IP has to them, how to balance doing a sequel to such an iconic trilogy with keeping things fresh and modern, and they also address the soundtrack. All of this and more, including a fun challenge, coming up next on the Sega Lounge. Hello, Ben and Cyril. Welcome to the Sega Lounge. <laughs> Thank you. How are you? Doing great? Yeah, we're well, fine. Yeah. Quarantined at home and uh, trying to have a blast uh, despite all the uh, events. Yeah. yeah. I'm having a better time than Ben because I don't have children. 
uh, but yeah. still. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying not to hear the scream at the moment. <laughs> I, I I get you. Yeah, I, I'm I'm just like Cyril. Yeah, I, I don't have those problems. I have other problems, but not that one. <laughs> okay. So thank you so much for coming on the Sega Lounge, uh, especially since I know you're probably crazy busy right now with. Uh, f final details, final things to do before launch on Streets of Rage 4. Uh, but um, let, let's start by giving our listeners a little introduction. So Ben, is not the, the, this is not the first time that you've been on the show, but uh, would you like to uh, tell uh, the listeners a little bit about yourself, how you got into gaming, how you got into the video game industry, for example? Yeah. Sure. I'm well. I I'm uh, I was raised uh, with fine art. Uh, I, I I'm an artist and I draw stuff. Uh, I did a few schools in France and um, just after finishing, uh, I started working on a little game on Nintendo DS called uh, Star Bubbles. Uh, which was a very fun game. And this is where I met uh, my associate and co-founder of Lizard Cube, uh, Omar Kornu. Uh, we worked on that game in like 2006 or something. And after that, we, we split our separate ways. And I went to work as a freelance in different stuff like animation in London animation friends i did my own comic books i worked a bit on video games for big companies as well like dreamworks or something and uh, after like in 2014 uh, omar we reconnected with omar and we he wanted to make a remake of uh, a game called wonder boy 3 the dragon's trap and i started to say yeah that sounds amazing let me try to to draw some stuff for you and from there uh we started to have a prototype and we started to have uh, something that was really cool to to see and to play with uh that's where we met uh .mu. and uh everything like kind of uh, snowballed from here yeah, we uh we had a publisher we don't tell me went to sega we had the rights and uh wonder boy was uh the first game of lizard cube in 2017 uh which was quite a success uh which is always good uh, <laughs> and and with that, with that, we carry on to Streets of Rage 4 with .mu, uh, and maybe, uh, maybe... And here we are. To, yeah, here we are. <laughs> like, everything like, has been kind of straightforward, but um, it, we are very lucky to have been in contact with Sega, to, to have been meeting with the TMU at the right time, the right moment. Uh, and and now we are still partnering uh, for Street of Rage 4, which is mm -hmm. a very anticipated game, which is very cool because uh, <laughs> the, the game is about to release and uh, we 
couldn't be happier with uh, with the game and uh, we can't wait to have the players play it yeah i, I i'm sure <laughs> yeah. okay okay what about you cyril would you like to tell us a little bit about your history with gaming how you, it all started um so i've always been playing video games as far as i can recall um that's always that has always been a passion for me um uh, that even had an influence on my uh, school you know <laughs> a bad influence i would say at the beginning <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah there's something always been something very special for me and um uh, i did uh, I, I studied business um uh, mainly and uh, after that i didn't really know what to do and uh, basically uh my mother found out that there was some training to be video game producer available and i was like what really i can do that like me i'm not you know i, I don't know how to draw anything i don't know how to you know like program anything uh, like is, I, is I can't that a work job? in video games <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh, i checked it out and uh, it was a real thing so i applied and um, and i got accepted so for a year i studied the uh, video game production um and worked at ubisoft as an intern on uh, assassin's creed uh, mainly, but also on lots of other uh, IPs, like uh, the Smurfs, for example, which was a really a passion project. <laughs> the, the Smurf dance party, to be exactly precise. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was working in, so at, the, at marketing in at Ubisoft, but it was a very cool experience uh, meeting with people at Ubisoft and uh, working on such great games as Assassin's Creed was truly like mind-blowing for me and really taught me how to handle uh big 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 names and how to handle huge comp marketing campaigns worldwide so it was a very nice experience but after that i um i i always wanted to create my own company so i created a company called chuket games and we started to do game on mobile uh, mobile games uh, with a friend from uh, from school um didn't work out well <laughs> uh, we never encountered any success um but we we gathered a lot of experience and actually started to work and uh, worked on different games for companies or for ourselves and mo mostly on mobile but still it was a super great experience um but then so as it was not a success i was looking for a job uh, as a producer mainly but marketing as well but more producer side and my father, who is an entrepreneur as well, just had sold his company and uh, he told me that he wanted to invest somewhere where I was involved. And I said, well, yeah, you know, I'm doing video games, so <laughs> that's, that's going to be hard, right? <laughs> um, and he said, yeah, I don't know, like, look around and check if there's something you can do. Or, and, and I got, because of my previous experience, I got to meet with the, the founders of .emu, Xavier and Roman. Um, and they were looking for an investor and actually someone to acquire their company. They wanted to move on and do something else. Uh, the company was doing really good and it was an awesome company. Uh, but the mainly it was doing games on mobile back in the days, um, mm -hmm. bringing games uh, from the arcade machines back to mobile, uh, like Metal Slug, uh, Double Dragon, uh, that kind of stuff. And um, mm -hmm. I thought it was great, great, uh, great business model, great way of working on awesome games that I really loved back in my childhood. Um, and so, yeah, uh, basically, we bought the company with my father uh, five years ago now. 
uh, almost six years ago. Um, and it's been great since then. Uh, many, many different uh, uh, amazing experience uh, on amazing license like Final Fantasy, uh, mm -hmm. Heroes of Might and Magic, uh, Another World, uh, and of course, more recently, uh, Windjammers, East, uh, East Origins, Streets of Rage. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, Castlevania Symphony of the Night that we that Konami launched recently. We did the the mobile version that, mm -hmm. and I can say that's the best version of Symphony of the Night ever made. <laughs> Not <laughs> if you had the occasion to try it out, but uh, we're really proud of this work. Um, so yeah, um, that's 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 how uh, that's how we awesome. came here today, I guess. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Uh, just a side note. So uh, the first title you launched with Shuket Games. Yeah, uh, I, I I did a little research, and it was called "Become a Pickup Artist." Yeah, uh, interesting, uh, interesting yeah. choice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, is, well, yeah. Um, uh, is is, is it mean, still available? I don't think so. I don't think, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, we have, I haven't been we haven't been <laughs> maintaining this for a long time, but yeah, I mean, back in the day, uh, me and my partner were single. And um, yeah, we were like uh, looking out to see like how the, like the you know the the, the attraction mechanism were working, and found out that uh, it was really close to a game with rules. So we thought it was interesting, um, okay. and we thought, why not translate those rules into an actual game and make a dating sim with it? And that's what we did. Um, but uh, then we later like saw that the, there was a community be behind the pickup artist. Thing, uh, which was pretty toxic and so oh. we said okay damn it and um <laughs> and yeah but uh really the way we started it was to kind of make a game where you could actually learn something about it uh improve your social skills um and uh with i think we did a pretty great job uh it was really interesting to play but it never got the the attention and the success it actually deserved uh, but uh yeah it brought us lots of experience lots of good times yeah. uh it was the first game. It was, uh, yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, it just, was just yeah. A, a quick side note, but that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. <laughs> sure. Okay. So, uh, Cyril, uh, we, we already talked to Ben, so, uh, we will, we'll just ask you this time. Uh, which would you say is your favorite video game of all time? And if that's too hard, you can say like a top three or something. Mm. Uh, I would not say my favorite, um, but I would say more the, the one that really um, kind of, that I think about all the time and uh, where I have the most vivid memories and uh, kind of life, if it, if it wasn't real life almost, real life memories. Um, it's my first MMORPG. Uh, it was called Dark Age of Camelot. And uh, it was the, you know, it was really the beginning of uh, like online gaming, right? Um, mm -hmm. But this was so huge and crazy. Like it was an actual world. Like, you know, the, the, the previous MMORPGs were way smaller or, or 2D, you know, or, but this one was absolutely amazing. And, and I don't know, like uh, I had a guild and it went for years. I played with people that I met in real life that I, I've never met in real life. Um, awesome people uh, from every age, every social background. Um, and 
gaming memories, you know, like the game was hard as hell. Uh, you could lose hours of gameplay just by dying, you know, like, um, and you have no map. Like you had to ask people like, where to go, you know, like, like in real life, basically. Like in real life, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that was, there was lots of solidarity between players and uh, the, the system that there was three different kingdoms was really cool as well, because then it was not like just, uh, you know, two parties like fighting each other it was more complex more political more strategic when it was coming to uh big battles because you could do like huge battles like 100 versus 100 versus 100 in a heroic fantasy world it was amazing um and so yeah that that would say maybe that's not my favorite game because it's so hard to find a favorite game but that's really a game that kind of made me realize the potential of video games in general uh, in terms of emotion in terms of uh, immersion, you know, immersive experience. That was really the word for that game. Um, and every time I talk about it with the, 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 my friends that I used to play with that, on that game before, like we all have memories, like if, like if we lived in a different world for, for years. Awesome, awesome. That's great. Thanks for sharing. Okay. Sure. So let's let's get uh, on with the Streets of Rage talk, right? So that's what we're here to talk about. Although we, we could sit here and talk about other video games for a long time, I'm sure. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, a question for both of you, uh, since you, you guys are working on a new Streets of Rage, how important was the Streets of Rage series for you individually, specifically? Well... Uh, I mean, for everyone that has been growing with uh, Sega titles, and myself included, I was a teenager uh, with a Mega Drive at home uh, when Streets of Rage 2 came out. And uh, I grabbed it, uh, di didn't really know what it was, uh, and I spent countless hours on it. Uh, and this was one of the best games the the machine could provide and uh it's just uh, uh you know everything that is uh, connected to your childhood memories and teenager memories are very vivid even uh, as an adult and uh Street of rage and many uh sega games because i was a sega kid uh was uh i mean it was amazing and and at at some point when when we had the idea to to try to convince Sega uh, to have uh, to make another another game, it was just a, a dream that we were chasing because uh, you were uh, thinking about yourself as a teen and uh, and thinking, oh yeah, I, I could do that. Uh, let me do. Let me play with it, Sega. And uh, after a few uh, few years of development, now we are, and uh, and it's just it just feels just like a dream, and uh, and and the, the the games are very important, but not not only uh, to me and to us. I think for a lot of people, because uh, the games uh, didn't see uh, a new game from for. 26 years and uh and it, it's very vital that we don't f this up <laughs> yeah <laughs> for sure <laughs> what about you cyril uh were was switch rage important to you i'm sure yeah it was definitely was um like ben uh, i was more a sega kid um growing up my first console was a master system 2 
Um, and my first hand handheld console was a Game Gear. Before I had a Game Boy, actually. Um, and uh, my first game on the Game Gear was Streets of Rage. And I remember really well playing that game at the back seat of my parents' car, uh, during long trips in the south of France, and really being crazy about this game that was so badass. You could, like, you know, fight, and it was, like, it was more like a, of an adult video game, you know. Um, it was a bit violent. It was super cool. You could choose different characters. Um, uh, the music was awesome. Uh, you know, like, uh, it really felt something special as, as a special game for me back in the days. And then when I had a Mega Drive, I had it as well there. But yeah, it's, uh, it's a game that I remember really well, contrary to other games that I remember that, that I had, but I don't remember really well um, playing them. But Streets of Rage, maybe because it was on the game here and uh, it was a very cool device for me as well back in the days. I remember it really well, and uh, I really loved it. Awesome. You just had to spend a fortune on batteries. That's that's the only problem. Exactly. <laughs> Especially when you're in a car, you know, like when we were stopping at the, on the highway, I was asking to my parents to every time to, uh, to buy some batteries, <laughs> and they were going crazy with that. But yeah. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So uh, if you had to choose between the three original games, uh, and, and in your case, Cyril, uh, the 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 Game Gear games as well. Which one would you say is your favorite? I would say the the number two uh, would be my favorite because the music is absolutely amazing, um, um, and on other aspects as well, it's way more. It's like the ultimate evolution, you know, of the of the genre. The the third one is there is not like huge gap between the as the first and the second one. Um, all the music are so iconic, all the characters are iconic. Um, you know, like, for me, it's just, it, it's the best one. They're, they're all good, but the second one is the most iconic, definitely. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think so too, I think so too, because the, the second one is more uh, coherent, uh, if I might say. Uh, you can, um, like everything met, makes sense. Uh, the the first one is a bit uh, stiff uh, in a way. The second one they went uh, crazy and they did amazing sprites and uh, music and uh, gameplay. And the third one, I think they they, they tried a bit too much. Uh, and uh, even if that's a good game, uh, it might have been too much at some point. So yeah, the, the second one is uh, like considered for for many many people, not just myself or or series. Yeah. Uh, the second one is considered one, uh, the best game of the series, really. Mm -hmm. And uh, what would you say is your favorite character, Ben, to play as? To play, uh, well, now in Street of Rage Four uh, or in the original games. Well, the originals. <laughs> yeah. In the originals, I always played Axel uh, because I, I don't know. It was I like to play the the, the like the standard guy, uh, not the heavy type or not the quick one. Uh, so I I want to have a very smooth experience, and uh, Axel was perfect for that. Okay, okay. What about you, Cyril? Um, for me, the first on the first one, it would be uh, Blaze. Mm -hmm. um, 
I don't know because maybe like I, I love the color, you know, black and red, and uh, I, like her posture as well. I think I really liked it. Um, uh, on the second one would be Max, um, because he's very powerful, and I guess because it was easier to play with with him, um, so I was less impatient <laughs> in the game. Um, and the, I didn't play a lot of the third one, so I, I, I couldn't be, uh, like, until uh, recently, but I couldn't tell you exactly which one I would prefer on the third one. Okay, okay. But yeah, um, Blaze and Max would be my favorite ones. Awesome, awesome. Great picks there. Awesome. So... Um, let's, let's, let's keep going. Let's talk about the origin of this project. So how did you guys, um, got into Streets of Rage 4? How did this come to be? How did you approach Sega? Who had the idea? How did it happen? Well, as I, as I mentioned, uh, we finished Wonder Boy in 2017 and, uh, I started thinking about uh, a new project I, we could do at uh, uh, Lizard Cube, and I started drawing uh, just for me and uh, not really sharing it. And at some point, uh, I think that was at the launch of uh, Wonder Boy 3. Yeah, uh, launch party. Yeah, the launch party. And uh, uh, we, we discussed over beer uh, with theory of uh, what could be next, and uh, we had we realized we had the same idea which was a switch of rage 4 and we were like yeah that would be amazing and uh and so i showed him my drawings and uh from there we uh we made a full fully proper a pitch mm -hmm. yes yeah, fully fledged a pitch that we uh siri went to sega with and uh and after that, we had to wait, to wait, and to wait for for the approval, which uh, ultimately came. And uh, and yeah, that's that's it basically. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's it. That's the story basically. Uh, it was really like uh, something um, we both wanted to do for a long time. But for me, it was a really long shot because, contrary to Wonder Boy, it's very big license. Even if we were specialized in. Bringing back license at Dota New was not an easy, you know, uh, target. Uh, but when I when Ben showed me his drawings, I was like, we need to try this, you know, like uh, it, it must be, you know, like uh, tried at some point. So, yeah. And uh, when I went to Tokyo and showed uh, the pitch to, to Sega, uh, surprisingly, they, they were very welcoming and very interested in the project. Um, and from that moment, I knew that there was a possibility. And from then, we, we did everything we could to make it happen. And a couple of months yeah. later, it was a thing. I think the experience of uh, Wonder Boy proved to Sega that we were not uh, messing around with uh, the license. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. Uh, they were very happy with the result of Wonder Boy. And, uh, and this is like a very huge step uh, for a Japanese uh, businessmen. Uh, they need to trust you. Mm -hmm. uh, so basically, Wonder Boy was the first uh, step in the process of uh, having Streets of Rage 4 becoming a reality, really. Yeah. yeah, especially considering that there had been other pitches in the past that Sega did not mm -hmm. approve. So, uh, yeah, yeah it, it, it's really important to trust uh, a developer. It came at different times uh, yeah. of Sega, and mm -hmm. uh, uh, it's it might change 
I, I think we had a, uh, for Switch of H4 we we had a very good window of of opportunity. Yes. But if we like pitch it a uh, few years back or in a, in a few years maybe the situation would have been different at sega they would have said no mm-hmm. and uh, this is quite uh, we are, we've been quite lucky to uh... yeah. i think um, i think the fact that sonic mania did so well really helped as well yeah you know because it was not done by sega internally it was not done by a like very famous studio or it was done by just a fan you know uh, fans basically and um and so i think that it opened uh some doors uh thanks to sonic mania as well and of course wonder boy as ben said really contributed to that as well yeah yeah that, that's why we're uh, seeing sega being so open to other companies or other studios working on their mm-hmm. ips right as long as they yes. they trust them they 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 are open to it now, which is great because we we haven't seen yes, a new a new game in the Streets of Rage series since 1994, right? So it's been 16 yes. years. It's too long. 26. 26. 26. Years. Yes, yes. I I I try to I try to <laughs> you know f- forget that I'm older than I really am. Yes. <laughs> uh, and now I'm sad. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> On that note, on that very positive note, uh, since the last game was released in 1994, 26 years, this was no small task, right? Take on. You you had you had the, to to bring back uh, a, a beloved series, a beloved franchise that people haven't seen a new game in for a long while. Uh, what challenges did you guys face when trying to bring back Streets of Rage? And uh, obviously, not br- just bringing back a new game like it's like cop- copy pa- paste of of Streets of Rage three, for example, but mm-hmm. updating it to modern standards. Mm-hmm. Well, there's like different challenges. Uh, you have the gameplay that you need to uh, to to have a, a proper gameplay for 2020s uh, players. Uh, you also have the art, which is uh, quite a leap uh, from uh, from 1994. Uh, this is, I think. A lot of things with that uh, has been convincing a lot of fans uh, that the game was a true successor of the franchise. And uh, this is like every game, every game development is difficult. But on top of that, you had also the, the expectation, the legitimate expectation of the fans. And uh, it, I mean, trying to, to come up with new ideas uh, that has to fit in a pre-existing universe and pre-existing uh, license and gameplay style uh, is pretty hard when you have like the, the pressure. Uh, uh, so yeah, updating everything, but while in the same time uh, respecting the license and the fan mm-hmm. general. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like a big challenge, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's it. Yeah. Uh, that's something that uh, that we do. We used to do at, at Dotemu because that that's, that's basically our our DNA, um, and that's what we've been doing for for more than ten years. But um, for Streets of Rage, it was special because the uh, community and expectations were way bigger than usual. So, I mean, like we knew we had to show people. 
what we were capable of um, all together and that we were true fans. Um, so the challenges were in every aspect. Uh, we couldn't make a single mistake, but at the same time, um, as you said, it's not a copy paste. So the goal is not to unplease the fans, but also to kind of acquire new fans, you know, like uh, that are maybe younger, that didn't know the games from before, uh, that never played them, never heard of them. So, yeah, I mean, like that challenge was to kind of do what we wanted to do as fans. Like, yeah. simply, you know, like, it's pretty straightforward when you, for example, I'm a Star Wars fan. When I talk to another Star Wars, a true Star Wars fan, basically, like, we have the same opinions on the last movies or on different aspects of the, the universe and stuff like that. And we share those, you know. So when you're a true fan, usually you you find the same ideas and, and there's a common ground, you know. Like, there are some sub, sub, sub like, things that, that change from a fan to the other, but basically we, we think the same way. Um, and that was the case with the whole team. Um, so we didn't have to ask ourselves many questions. We knew what we had to do. Uh, but we also had our own convictions in a way that we're like, okay, it's going to be a street surface, but it's going to be a new one. So we need to bring something new. And what would be the new things that we would bring? And in different, many different aspects, gameplay, visuals, uh, music, we, we brought those new things. But as fans, you know, like without looking away from the, the original games, uh, but just like keeping them in the back of our, of our mind while trying to create something new. Mm -hmm. Awesome. That's a great answer. Good. Uh, so by the way, when it comes to, to the design, to the art, awesome work. So Ben is a great artist. So I think, I think, yes. I don't think I've seen anyone complain about the art since the, the very oh, beginning. Oh, they have been. Sure. sure, sure. I, I know people seen, complain, I've but I've, 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 I haven't yeah. seen them. <laughs> no, 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 no. But I mean, I mean, that's all right. A lot of people are entitled to their opinions on, on the art because this is not what they're used to. Yeah. Uh, but this is, I think, People are some people are disappointed because they wanted uh, what they think uh, they like, and uh, a lot of people are very pleased with the new art. But uh, at the same time, I know that I can't please everyone, and uh, I, I hope I did the best job I, I could. But uh, but I can't. Uh, I, I I didn't want to do pixel art, and I I, I didn't want to do three D because that was too much of a uh, of asshole and uh, I, uh, I, 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 I mean, I think I think people ultimately will uh, will enjoy it because it's still well animated and uh, even if they don't like the designs mm. or or the, the colors and everything, uh, I think the gameplay is is tight enough for a lot of people. Yeah, um, yeah, and I mean like. When you have the occasion to work with someone like Ben, who really masters the traditional animation and the, you know, like has really a specific um, touch in character design, in colors, in lights, the way everything is handled, like you need to to do it. You know, like it's, you don't see games with that uh, visual quality often. You know, like uh, especially with traditional animation. Yeah, yeah. That's not something you see often, right? And that's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Like. Uh, from my personal taste, I think that's amazing. Um, and you and playing with a game that looks 
like a cartoon, you know, like like an anime. It's, it's so awesome. You know? <laughs> like, uh, it, it looks beautiful. It's it's you never get tired of looking at it. You always discover discover new details either in the animation or in the background. Uh, it's a real pleasure to look at it, you know, uh, to contemplate it. And if when you play it and it's super intense, it's awesome. So I, I understand why some people are a bit reluctant uh, of this art because they they wanted to have pixel art because it was full. Uh, they wanted a full nostalgia trip. But we're in 2020, and now we have the, the technical means to do something as beautiful and 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 to put uh, you know what Ben yeah, is capable of doing into a video yeah. game and make it you know. Uh, Live, you know, like alive, and you can play those those characters. Uh, it needs to be done, you know, like so there's no question. Uh, and once you actually have it in your hand, even if you were looking for something with pixel art, but once you have Switcher Page Four in your hand and you look at the screen, it's it's such a visual pleasure that I think everybody will like it in the end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and also, also you still have the uh, opportunity to play. With the retro characters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so th there's retro mode, yeah. <laughs> I, I advise yeah. everyone to, to go over to the, the PlayStation blog that actually, as we're recording, uh, I just got a, a, a notification that uh, there's a, a new blog post on the PlayStation blog yeah. by, by you, Ben, uh, talking about how you yeah. redesigned Blaze and Adam. And and that's yeah. that's pretty awesome stuff. So very interesting to Thank to you. learn more. <laughs> okay, very good, good answers. Um, so talking about the gameplay now. So obviously, Streets of Rage was always about the two D brawling. Um, so was that was there anything that you wanted to preserve, or what were the parts of that gameplay, that classic gameplay style that you wanted to preserve? And what parts did you want to change? Did you think uh, were not um, as up-to-date as they could be for modern standards? Mm -hmm. So I'd say like the, the, the in terms of gameplay, pure gameplay, the things that we really wanted to nail down was the game feel of the original ones because it was really good in a terms that you can really feel the fist like hitting, you know, like the enemies. Uh, and it's because the game, beat them up games are very usually very intense game it's important because at some point it will be repetitive and if it's not good every time then it's you know it's a bit uh, annoying at some point so it needs to really feel good when you when you when you use your feet fists when you kick when you jump everything needs to be super tight super reactive and very sat sat satisfactory so that was one of the the things that we really try to keep keep from the original titles and uh, the game designer of Streets of Rage 4, Jordi, uh, actually played with the original games. At the same time, he was designing the move sets and the moves and like fine tuning the hitbox and everything of Streets of Rage 4 to really compare and get that same feeling, get that same game feel of the right hit at the right time, the right combo, the right punch. Um, that was something super important to keep. What was not, and I mean, like, it's not that we didn't keep things. We tried to keep as much as possible from the original because they were pretty good games. Um, what we did is more we added stuff that was not possible to add back in the days because of technical means and because the video game industry was completely different. 
Um, there was no, not so many games uh, that had been out in, in 26 years. Uh, can you imagine how many games have been out and yeah. how many <laughs> games we could get inspir inspiration from? Mm -hmm. um, so it was more adding stuff, you know, like uh, adding moves, uh, making the combos more complex, more rich, um, adding uh, characters, adding features, um, adding the fact, for example, that now like using special doesn't burn your health consume your health okay. it does but then you can regain it back oh. if you manage to do combos without getting hit mm -hmm. for example so it's like a risk reward mechanism that you can find in bloodhorn for example um so you know like it's an, this is an example of a new mechanic there's also like the super uh like the the the, the super customs where like you throw huge um moves and like you hit multiple enemies at the same time um, the fact that we could really also differentiate different enemies, uh, different characters, and different enemies as well. Um, and one of the example of the things that we really changed as well is like one thing that was a bit annoying in the previous episodes is that enemies could go out of the screen when you like throw them oh, yeah. on the borders of the screens. <laughs> and then you were like, okay, where are they? And then they would jump from the screen and, and hit you. Um, so. In, we really try to take that out as much as possible in Switch of Rage 4, mm -hmm. and even to play with that in a sense that now the enemies, even if there is no wall in the game, the enemies will bounce against the, the, the side of the screen, you know, okay. and bounce back to you, and then you can change and juggle with them, which is super satisfactory as well. Mm -hmm. So that, those are kind of the things, you know, like to nail the game feel, to nail the original spirit of the series with very nice music um with a very cool universe and and characters uh but at the same time adding more layers uh of features of um of like you know techniques modern techniques to that to make it something very modern but that feels like a good beat them, beat them up and pure beat them up game okay Okay, very good. How involved were Sega in the development process? Um, did you have to um, regularly consult with them, show them the progress? Well, no, they, they were very hands-off, uh, but uh, we showed them the progress of the game every step of the way. Uh, and from the beginning, they've been very supportive uh, and they really like what we are doing and uh, honestly uh, i think they, they made a few comments that uh, sometimes we strayed in a little bit of direction that they didn't want but like this is very little uh, compared to the size of the production and uh, no they've been very very end of uh, the project really and yeah the the we were so in this process of having them approve everything um in the game which is completely uh, normal uh thing to do um and the, the, the process were, was going very smoothly but not only they were not like trying to make us change things that we didn't want it to or that was completely different from the direction that we wanted to set but also uh, they gave us interesting feedback you know like that made sense um and 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 con very constructive feedback actually um and you could see that the people that were giving feedback on Switch of Rage 4 were people that really knew the original games and knew you know like what made them cool and everything so all in all it was very nice advices and the process went really smooth so it was very good collaboration awesome 
Are you aware of uh, people from the original teams of the original games uh, looking at your work in in Streets of Rage? 4? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we work with um, Yuzo Koshiro. Uh, that's one yeah, thing. Okay. <laughs> uh, he, he works with, he works with us in Streets uh, of Rage Four uh -huh. uh, on some tracks of the game, and also he saw the game, gave us some feedback as well. Um, his sister as well uh, saw the game. Uh, and it was very light feedback, but I, I, we heard that she really liked it. Um, but yeah, that's it from the original team, the people that, that we met from the original. But that's that's already something. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, that, that's a really big part of of, of, of the process. <laughs> we'll, yes, we'll get into exactly. that in a bit. Okay, so one last question: How important was it to have a diverse roster of of playable characters? We have a lot of uh, characters to choose from. Um, a lot of the the old ones, everyone is back, right? Uh, new ones. How important was it for you to have uh, a lot of uh, playable characters this time? Well, I think uh, I, I think it was important to have at least the same number of characters as uh, original games. I, I mean, just uh, the HD characters. Uh, but on top of that, uh, with the technology that we have. Uh, we could implement the, the retro character as well. So uh, ultimately, we have a total of uh, 17 uh, characters you can choose from. Uh, but if you're just speaking about the new characters and the AGD um, characters, uh, it was, uh, I think it was important to have something new because this is not just a, a remake of, uh, of the old titles. Uh, it was important to have uh, new stuff and recognizable uh, characters like Adam. Uh, Adam is was meant to be returning because he's been such a great character. Iconic, he, right? He, he, yes, so iconic and um, he needed to be back and Axel and Blaze obviously mm -hmm. uh, since they're here from the beginning as they needed to be here but uh, we wanted to add something new with Floyd and Cherry because uh, uh, we wanted like for Floyd we wanted uh, the gameplay to have a brawler that can grab grapple his enemies from afar and, and he could move with two enemies in his hands uh, this is something new, this is something uh, when you make a new game you have to implement new stuff because uh, uh, because uh, uh, ultimately that's, uh, that's what brings uh, the license forward mm -hmm. yeah yeah. Um, by the way where is Rue the kangaroo? yeah he's here, he's here. you have to play the game really? okay yeah. great news but I, I, I mean <laughs> I mean, I'm not spoiling anything, uh, but uh, it's not uh, playable. Okay. But you will see. You will see it in the game. Okay. Okay. So, so obviously we're recording this one week before the game releases. It'll air on on the day of release. But so if you're if you're listening yeah. to this right now, go find Rue the kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> go find him. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So, Cyril um, and Ben, uh, I usually do something with my guests called quick shots. Quick shots, not alcohol. Don't ask. No. Uh, it's just <laughs> a, a little game I like to play. And I will give you some words, 
are some expressions. And what I want you to do is to tell me the first thing that pops into your head. Okay. Okay. Want to try it? Okay. okay so yeah. uh, each, each one of us. Yeah, we can, we can do each one of you. So let's let's start with 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 Ben. So Ben. Okay. okay. Video games. Aladdin, Mega Drive. Good. Good pick. Okay. <laughs> Cyril, yeah. video games. Uh, what pops into, I don't know, like, uh, pleasure. <laughs> good, good. That's a great one. Okay. Let's switch it back to Cyril. Streets of Rage. Um, music. Mm -hmm. Ben. Uh, neon Lights. Lights. Oh, agreed. Yeah. Okay. Ben. Chicken. <laughs> Else. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Cyril. Yeah, same thing here. It must be that. Health. It has to be health. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Very yeah. good. Okay. One last one for uh, each of you. So for Cyril, your last one is dot .amu. Second family. Great. And for Ben, lizard cube. <laughs> kind of an odd one. Uh... uh... Future. Okay, great one. Very good. Good answers, guys. That was quick shots with Cyril and Ben. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, great. Thank you. So we're going to take a quick break. Okay. And when we come back, I have one more surprise for you guys. Okay. 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 Running an evil organization can be a pain, especially when heroes keep defeating your employees. Good help is so hard to find these days. Thankfully, you don't have to resort to tracking down disgruntled unemployed people anymore. Introducing the Thug cloning device by The Syndicate. Our years of running an organization that is just plain evil, combined with the obscene amounts of money we paid top scientists, resulted in a machine that suits all of your city or world domination plans. Just grab a few street thugs at random and throw them in our thug cloning device for instant replication. The device even comes with customization options so you can change the color of each thug's clothes or even their names so that they feel unique. Thug cloning device by The Syndicate. Forget recruiting and start replicating today. Warning, clone thugs require food and minimum wage to keep working for you. Creating an army of clone thugs without tending to their needs may result in riots. Welcome back. Hello, Cyril. Hello, Ben. Hey. hey, we're here with Cyril and Ben from Streets of Rage 4. And uh, Ben, you probably don't remember, but uh, and that's that's for the better because we have something. We have a surprise for all our guests uh, on the Sega Lounge called the Sega Lounge Challenge. That's a surprise. Okay. Yeah. I remember now <laughs> you, you're going to ask question and for one of you ask question about the master system. <laughs> that was the yeah, last I time. Yes. 
Yeah, and and we we replied like straight away with Omar, like one hundred percent correct. That's true. That's yeah. true. That's true. So he, I, I remember uh, you now. He, he, yeah, he, he was like, oh, I I forgot. I, I I meant not to ever come back to the Sega Lounge. Now I remember. This was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I remember we mastered your your your. Game. That was true. That was true. And that is why but Omar Omar is a cheater. He knows everything. He, he, he he's so, like a, a walking encyclopedia. Of, of Master System. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, exactly. So th that was a big disappointment for me. Uh, so I, this time we have a different Sega Launch Challenge. Now that you know our guests, it's time to put them to the test. It's the moment we've waited for and the moment they dread. Welcome to your doom. I mean, welcome to the Sega Lounge Challenge. <laughs> The Sega Lounge Challenge can be anything we want, and this week okay. we'll have something uh, I like to call the roulette of uh, music of rage. Not not the okay. best not the <laughs> <Sure>. best name, <laughs> okay. but uh, what what I'm gonna do is uh, I have ten clips, ten short clips, ten second long um, each yeah. clips of music from different Streets of Rage games. Whoa. Past so Streets good. of Rage games. Uh, what I wanted to do is to randomly pick a number, and uh, what I wanted to try and tell me is which of the games is that clip from. You don't have okay. to tell me the level or the, the track okay, title; okay. just the game. Yeah, yeah. I, I was afraid. You, I was afraid you were going to ask about the, the exact name of the track. No need, no need. <laughs> but but bonus points and respect if you can do that. Uh, of course. <laughs> so from one to ten, would you like? Would you guys like to try? First yeah, one. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. So which one? I choose nine. Nine. Okay, this is a good one. This is an easy one, I think. So let's see if everything is working. Let's see if you can hear it correctly. So let's give it a listen to number nine. First one. Yeah. First one, definitely. Yeah, first one. Is that it? First one, Are yeah. you sure? Yeah. That, that yeah. was very quick. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, final answer. Did I mean? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that is correct. This was yeah. Violent Breathing from Streets of Rage 1 on the Mega Drive. Okay, good yeah. start. Good start. Uh, next one. So 1 to 10, we already had 9. Oh, yeah. Number 7. Number 7. Okay. Let's take a listen. Number 2 as well. Number one. Uh, number one. Num number. I would say number two. Number one. So which one will it be? Two or one? Number one for me and number two for Sarah. Yeah. Oh, oh, we're 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 playing against each other. Oh, that's great. Y yeah, I like that. Well, I like that. <laughs> I like that. I like the competition. So Cyril says number uh, two. Is it? Yeah. yeah. And Ben says number one. Yeah. One of you is right. <laughs> uh, the correct answer is Streets of Rage 2. 
Cyril is correct. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, you, you, you're me. fired. <laughs> yeah. No. Sorry. Well, one chance out of three. It's, yeah, okay. it's okay. We, we have a lot of... of but I have no idea which level, which level it was, though. Yeah. I'm not sure at this. Yeah, this was wave 131. Okay, nine and seven are done. Which one is... Okay. The next one. No, number one. Number one. Okay. Oh, the very easy one. Very easy one. Let's let's take a listen. Yeah. So, so I'm afraid to say something. <laughs> no, I think you Th think think about it carefully. <laughs> uh, it's it's not it's not that easy. I think I think it's it not that easy. Yeah. The second one again, I would say. Yeah, me too. Mm -hmm. So, Streets of Rage 2, is that your final answer? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Really? Yeah? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> the correct answer is Streets of Rage. And that's it. Streets of Rage. <laughs> it was the first one. one. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Uh, let's keep it going. Nine, seven, one. What's next? Four. Four. Okay. Hmm. This this one has a twist. Let's take a listen. Oh. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's number one. Yeah. Yeah. Number one. Yeah. On the Mega Drive. Uh, Game Gear. Get Game Gear or Master System? Yeah, so this is not a this is not the cheap one. So the eight bit version of Streets of Rage one, is that it? Yep. Yeah. 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 Are you sure? Yeah. Wait. The correct answer is. Streets of Rage 2 on the Game Gear or 8-bit. Yeah, this is... <laughs> oh, the Game Gear. This was, oh, that's right. yeah, this was Dreamer. Okay, okay. The, but the, the, the song, the original, is from Streets of Rage 2 as well. It's Dreamer. It's a very good one. So, All right. uh, no, no luck, no luck. So, 9714. <laughs> 9714. Uh, what's next? Let's go with 2. Yeah, 2. Let's go with 2. Let's let's see right. Yeah, that's the third one. Yeah. Hmm. So you you say Streets of Rage? What? Three. 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 Are you sure? The third one. Yeah. 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 No. No. No questions. No. <laughs> it's a bit weird, like, uh, but uh, is it a remix or something? Or... No remixes. Only original songs here. Okay. Okay. So yeah, third, I would say. And you're correct. It is Streets of Rage three. It's a bit different, right, from the other two. So, so yeah, yeah, yeah it shows. So that's why it's not too hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we already had nine, seven, one, four, two. Uh, which one next? Num number six. Number six. Okay. Let's take a listen as well. Third one. Oh wait. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think this is the third one. This is a. Ah, oh, maybe the second one, but third, second or third, but yeah, third. I don't, third I don't third. really recognize it, so I would say, I would say third as well. 
So oh, maybe at the like, <laughs> oh yeah, well, third one. <laughs> He's like, oh yeah, okay, third I one. Know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so the correct answer is ah. Streets of Rage 3, yes, Yay. that is correct, well done, well done, okay, okay, <laughs> so only four left, so we have, for example, three, uh, yep. can we go with yeah. three? Three. Okay, let's go. Let's go. I think that's on the beach. So, yeah, it's second one. Uh, is it the beach? No, 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 not this sure. not the beach. Is it just before the the? Oh, no, I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> I'm rubbish. So, so, so you're really the second one for sure. Yeah. You're certain is number two, right? No doubts yeah, about yeah. it. I'm, I'm very yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very certain about it. And you're correct. That is obviously correct. Sweets of Rage 2. Okay, so 9714263, that means we have uh, 5 and 8 and 10. 8, yeah. All right. So which one? Let's go for, for 10 first. 10 first. Okay, that's a good one. Uh, okay. First one. Um, first one? Yeah. First one. Yeah, I think it's the first one. Uh Mega Drive? I don't think I don't think so. This is, mm -hmm. this does look like a master system. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> well, I don't know, but the first one I'm like ninety percent sure. <laughs> 90%. Potentially, potentially Game Gear, but that sounded pretty cool, pretty good. So I'd say, no, I'd say Mega Drive. Mm -hmm. So definitely first one, right? Yeah. 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 It is the first one on the Game Gear or Master System. So 8-bit yeah. version. Yes, yes. I, I right. will give you that. Okay, okay. Uh, it sounds, it sounds really, it sounds good, really right? good, yes, For, it does, it does. So it's amazing, like, I mean, the Game Gear was a really, really cool console. They, they, they were able to uh, surpass the limitations of the system and, and do amazing yeah, stuff. Yeah, especially for Street of Rage, definitely, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so, eight or five? Ben? Uh, five. Five, okay, let's take a listen. Yeah, second one. Yeah. Or maybe this is so good. Maybe first. Maybe so, not so. <laughs> not so for sure. I would say I would say second one. I would say second one. Yeah. Ben. No, nah, maybe not. Not first one. First, first one. one. <laughs> okay. So final answer, guys. Okay. Uh, first one for me. First one. Here we go. Uh, the lesson here, always go with your gut. The correct answer is yeah. Streets of Rage 2. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're gonna we're gonna have a riot in front of the office. Last one. 
Last one. This is your last chance to to save face, to, to tell everyone that you're amazing at this. <laughs> uh, and it's, I don't know if this is an easy one. So let's take a listen to number eight. Okay, maybe maybe the hardest one. I don't know. Oh no, it's easy. It's the second one. Yeah. Yeah, second one. Oh wait 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 wait. <laughs> Can, can you can you can you continue a bit? Uh, I, Is that the intro? Of the, I don't. I, the I only have t these ten seconds. Okay. I, I actually do have. I, I okay okay okay. Exceptionally, just for you, just because I love you guys. Just, just a bit more. I will I will play the whole thing. So. Okay. Or or a little bit more. That's the game gear version. Is that okay? Yeah. Yeah. So th this was never before seen or heard on the Sega Launch Challenge. I had never done this. So with this very special help, what's your final answer? I would say Switch of H2 Game Gear. Future Fresh 2 Master System. <laughs> okay. So basically the same thing. Uh, your yeah. answer is... I'm afraid. Correct, actually. Yes, well done. <laughs> Very good. Looking at your answers... Uh, four, five, six... And Surreal, you had one more. So you had seven out of ten. Ben, six out of ten. Not bad, not bad at all, especially with just 10 <laughs> second long uh, clips. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> Which means you get the official... I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get drunk yeah, and, now. And, But you, get, you still get the official Sega Launch seal of approval. I will send it to you by email. Okay, okay? and it's an actual, yeah, it's an actual seal. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. Then I can brag about yes. it. People <laughs> challenge me, I'm like, Man, I have the seal of exactly, approval. Exactly, out, so. exactly, exactly. It's worth a lot. Uh, okay. Thank you very much for being such good sports and taking part. Thank you. Okay. Thank you very much. So uh, just a few questions to, to wrap this up uh, before we, we go. Um, so let's, let's talk about the music. You, you already mentioned this briefly. Um, mm -hmm. you, you've revealed um, that... Of course, Yuzu Koshiro is is part of the the project. Mm -hmm. uh, his work is for many uh, synonymous with Streets of Rage. Uh, most people, perhaps, when they think of Streets of Rage, they think about uh, his work on the on the soundtrack. Um, but you've always um, you've also included other people, uh, and he is not yes. the main. Uh, composer, right for for the soundtrack. Uh, why no. why uh, why did you go with in that direction? Why did you choose to uh, have other people uh, working on this Both. project as well? Mm -hmm. So basically, we all knew it was going to be a very very important part of the project um, because it has always been an important part of the Switch of Rich Games. Um, so we don't wanted to do something special with it um, because, you know, like it was the occasion to do something unique um, that people would not be necessarily expecting. 
um, and that would definitely be modern while keeping the original spirit. Um, so we made the choice of um, having one main composer, I would not say, uh, yeah, main composer that would kind of bring harmony and coherence to the whole uh, original soundtrack so that it's like it's harmonious, it makes sense, uh, and also who would be way closer to uh, the game design and the level design uh, and the programming team. Um, so that, that would be really like, uh, that would make kind of the perfect fusion of gameplay and music. Mm -hmm. Because we wanted to, to Switch of Rage 4 to be a musical experience as well, not only a, a game ex gaming experience, but also an audio experience. Uh, so that was necessary to have something, someone that would understand the link, the importance of the link between gameplay and music in a beat em up and in a Streets of, Streets of Rage game. And it turns out that Olivier de Rivière, um, who's a very, very talented French composer who worked on Assassin's Creed, A Plague Tale Innocence, um, uh, is working on, on, on various, various very cool games, yeah. is one, a fan of the Switch of Rage series. Um, Number two, uh, he loves electronic music, even like if he's done lots of uh, classical music compositions. He also loves, if you look at his work on different games, you can really feel the electronic influence in his work. And finally, he's someone that's he's not only a composer, he also really understands how, ga how games are designed and why music should be so close to the gameplay. And that was, that was just a perfect match for Streets of Rage. But beyond that, of course, we wanted to have the original spirits of the series. So it was very important for us that Yuzo Koshiro and Motohiro Kawashima uh, were to be involved in the project. Mm -hmm. So very early in the process, we contacted them. We tried to, to have them uh, in Streets of Rage 4. And of course, it was not an easy task because, you know, Streets of Rage is very special for them. And they wanted to have kind of guarantees that the game would be handled well by our teams and that the game would make sense and that people would like the game. But once we met them in Paris after a concert they did, um, they really liked to see the game and to play around with it and our idea and our vision behind the music that they agreed to work with us. And from there, we had an idea of like, okay, so that we have a main composer that, we, that, that will be working very closely with us on the, on the game music and with the, with the, the, the game designer. Um, but we, we're gonna have some guests including Yuzo Koshiro and Motohiro Kawashima. And we want them to, you know, to select them according to their music style, their personality, and to put them on different elements of the game, like bosses, uh, special parts of the game, cinematics, um, you know, special levels, um, special parts of the menu, like for example, the character select is super important. All these kind of things like, okay, the legacy artists, Yuzo Koshiro, Motohiro Kawashima, we need to have them making very strong tracks. You know, the main theme, the first level, um, the final boss. Uh, they have to handle those tracks because they are super important and, and they're going to be iconic in the game. And we want these iconic tracks to be the modern version of Kawashima, uh, of Motohiro Kawashima and Yuzo Koshiro, you know, music. Mm -hmm. And then beyond that, we also said, okay, but... There were so many great art artists back in the day that also kind of are part of the spirit of Streets of Rage, even if it was not in the Streets of Rage games, it was in other games from back in the days. So we tried to get other artists from Japan. Um, and we got Ayoko Shimomura, for example, that worked 
uh, that works currently on Kingdom Hearts, but that worked back in the days on Street Fighter. Uh, but also Keiji Yamagishi, who did uh, Ninja Gaiden uh, games. And, and even in, in the West as well, you got a lot of uh, talented composers, right? Exactly. So those artists from Japan would like bring those, the spirit of the classic games from the 90s, mm -hmm. but with their modern vision of, of those. Okay. And, and to kind of like temper with that and also show that those games, their legacy are also part of the fans. And lots of fans were from the West. We wanted to bring artists from the West as well. Um, and so and with the artists from the West, we wanted to bring artists that are used to compose music for indie games. So we had Dust Mortal or Scattle that, mm -hmm. uh, for example, uh, did the music for Hotline Miami. Yeah. Um, but also artists that never composed for video games. But that have, mu that have a music style that would be a great fit with Streets of Rage and that would be definitely modern, you know, like, because those artists are people that do concerts, do festivals nowadays, you know, so they would bring those fresh air from the nowadays music. And all these artists together would come out, the, the OST would come out as something classic and fresh at the same time. And that was really the, the objective mm -hmm. of the, our strategy behind the music. Yeah. Uh, and actually, it, it's really very good to, to see all this, uh, all this talent together in a single project, right? So <laughs> all very mm. talented musicians. And Olivier de Rivière uh, also did a great job on a game that I, I think it's uh, criminally uh, underappreciated, which is Remember Me. <laughs> which I, yes, absolutely. <laughs> and had a great soundtrack as well. Okay. Exactly. The, that's one of, of the best examples where Olivier really you know, like make the fusion between music and gameplay as well. Mm -hmm. You can really feel the music evolving as you do, as you're doing actions in the game. Yeah. Um, and and it, and it's electronic music as well. You know, like it's it feels epic and classical, but it's it has really like very cool EDM roots. You know, and that's where I really also convinced us to work with it with him. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, amazing. Thank you very much for for that answer and uh, to for sharing sure. some some uh, info on on that because it's obviously something very important to all of us who grew up with the game and, and the soundtrack. Uh, you also mentioned or revealed recently that there is the option of playing in retro mode. We already mentioned that briefly uh, at, at the start of the interview. Uh, will that be something that you can do seamlessly, switch between the two modes, or is that something that you have to select from the start? Uh, will it work like in Dragon's Trap? Or... No, th this is basically uh, this is since this is a completely new game, you don't have the opportunity to uh, to, to swipe. Yeah, yeah. So so basically, it's uh, as it's a new game, there is no like retro mode, so to say. Um, it's it's more that we wanted to bring as much um, from the from the previous game as as we could in the new game. But with with a, a completely new coat of paint, you know, like uh, so. Basically, you'll be able to play as the original characters in the original form. So you can play Axel from Streets of Rage One, or Axel from Streets of Rage Two, or Axel from Streets of Rage Three, or Axel from Streets of Rage Four. And as it's a four-player game, co-op, local, you can play with four Axels in the game. You know. Okay. So it's it's more uh, the retro mode. It's more about trying out the the previous characters in this new environment in, in this new fighting system and trying to kind of see 
who is the best character between all those 17 characters? Is it the new Axel or the, the Switch of Rage 1 Axel? You know, like, is Max still very good in Switch of Rage 4? Or is it like, is it, is it, is he like less good than Dr. Zan from Switch of Rage 3? Mm-hmm. You know, that's more about this. And also the, the tracks. So uh, actually, uh, Olivier worked so that you can listen to the OST from Switch of Rage 1 and 2. Yeah. While playing Switch of Rage 4. Mm-hmm. But it's not just like we put the tracks randomly, it's been thought through, you know, like it's the exact same tracks, but on the new levels, on the new, you know, parts of Switch of Rage 4. So it's very interesting to visit the game once you've done it, like with the with the the Switch of Age Four version. It's interesting to go through the Switch the, the Switch of Age Four game with the original soundtracks to see like what are the choices that Olivier did. So he said like, okay, that music adapts perfectly to that level and that boss and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff, which is super interesting. Oh, okay, okay, that sounds interesting. So it's it's something not not really how I was expecting it to be. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, no, it's it's more about, you know, like, uh, it's not a retro mode, uh-huh. uh, but uh, it's more, you can play with retro characters okay. and you can listen to the, to the, to the old soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes sense. Very good. Uh, how many people worked on the game, by the way? How big was the team? The, the core team was uh, a bit less than 10 people. Mm-hmm. Um, so the core team uh, is uh, Lizard Cube, Guard Crush, and Totemu all together. Um, so that's the design team. But in total, more than 50 people worked on the game. Okay. Okay. That's a lot. <laughs> Not, I mean, yeah, that's, a, a uh, lot. That's crazy. A lot, when, but, when I, uh, yeah. There, there, it's, it's no. But yeah, it's. it's... Yeah, yeah it's, it's you need you need that's what you need today if you want to do a very good game yeah that's what you need to do yeah, yeah. um and it, I, even i i was surprised you know like uh when i when i saw the the the, the staff role for the first time mm-hmm. i was like what i'm like <laughs> that's a lot of people you know like <laughs> that's true I, like you know it's it's weird but yeah that's that's what you need basically yeah awesome okay so you, you've just mentioned guard crush uh, games, right? So they previously worked on uh, Streets of Fury. Um, was that expertise that they gained with that game uh, crucial to what you wanted to achieve with Streets of Rage 4? Did you take some uh, some things from that game into this new Streets of Rage game? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we, we are actually using the engine, the, the engine they created for Streets of Fury. Okay. Um, because basically, with Streets of Fury, it was kind of a passion project for them, even if it actually sold pretty, not too bad on different platforms. It, it came out, I think, on Xbox 360, uh, on the uh, live uh, arcade uh, program, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but since then, they've been working on it, you know, like for years, just because it's a passion project. And to improve it, to because the, the guys at Garkrush, they're, they're such beat-them-up nerds, you know? Like, they know everything about it, so they always try to bring something new to Streets of Fury. And when we started to work on Streets of Rage 4, it was kind of like a very, very evolved version of Streets of Fury they had. And they had a full engine ready to, to go that goes with it. So we said, okay, let's use that. And that was a huge advantage because the, we could already start to play the game pretty early in the process and prototype it. And Ben could see his like, arts integrated into the game pretty quick in the process. Mm-hmm. So it's been, very, it's been a very important contribution beyond the, the simple fact that they programmed the game. Okay, awesome, awesome. Okay, so any plans for additional content for Streets of Rage 4? 
at the moment? <laughs> well, um, maybe. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how, how it goes. We'll see what people want. We'll see. We'll try to listen to the community as we've done for, for the past two years. Um, we have, of course, on our side, lots of ideas. Mm -hmm. um, we prepared some stuff, um, but nothing has been confirmed 100%. So we'll see. But yeah, we, of course, we'd love to bring more content to the game. And there are so many possibilities that there's, it's mo it's most likely, but we'll see. Yeah. So buy the game and we'll talk about it, right? Everyone exactly. go buy the game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. So one of our listeners actually sent me a, a question uh, that I found interesting because I didn't realize this before I received this question. Um, you, you'll have a, a day one outing on, on, on Game Pass. It will be part of Game Pass mm -hmm. from day one. Why did you guys deci decide yes. to, to do that? Was it your decision? Was it they that yeah. approached well, you? Well, we... we We already had a great experience with um, uh, Blazing Chrome. It's another game that we're publishing with our indie, uh, mm -hmm. indie uh, game uh, label yeah. called the Arcade Crew. And we, we were day one on uh, Game Pass. And it went really well. I mean, uh, it's a good way like, you know, to, um, uh, to, to get more people to know the game. Uh, people on Game Pass are not necessarily the same type of people that are on the regular store. Or on the regular stores in general, so it's great. Uh, it's different. It's a bit di a, a bit different public. Um, uh, lots of people are happy about this, and it doesn't like have a particular impact on ourselves, like rather than usual, you know. So it's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and maybe trying to reach a different audience as well, right? Exactly. Since it's on Game Pass, exactly. I already pay for that. Let's try. Let me try the game, right? So that's. Probably a, a, good, exactly. a good way to reach new people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, awesome. Okay, so uh, before we go, a, a more on a more serious note, we're all being affected by this uh, COVID nineteen pandemic going on right now. Uh, this this mm -hmm. game apparently, and and that's a good thing for all of us and for you guys. Uh, apparently, it was not affected. You you were able to release the game. Uh, I I think on time, right? <laughs> Yeah. As scheduled, yeah. 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 Yes. Uh, but how are you and your companies uh, dealing with the current situation? Is it affecting you guys somehow? Well, for 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 me at Lizard Cube, uh, we are very few people, and uh, this is uh, this is not uh, this is not a major concern since uh, all the art has been uh, pretty much done. Uh, I'm working on marketing. Uh, for the moment uh, from home, which is quite difficult with the kids, but uh, uh, we don't have a lot of trouble with that really because um, we don't have many people to pay and we can uh, we can talk over the phone or, or, or over the internet uh, pretty easily. So, so that's kind of all right uh, on our side. Okay. Yeah, well, <clears throat> on our side, it's it's not too bad either. Like um, we, uh, of course, the situation is very uh, stressing and and not cool at all. Uh, but um, on firstly, like in our industry, we're we we're kind of used to work from a distance, or we have the means to, and we have the mindset to do that. So that's that's first thing. I think it's really important. That's why it's not having a huge impact. Secondly, 
um, we we had like uh, general strikes in in France uh, in December, um, and in Paris um, almost everyone used public transport in the office. So at least half of the team were 30 people at the Dolimu. At least half, half of the team had to stay home during the strikes. It lasted for more than a month. So we had to set up everything so people could work from home. So we were kind of ready when everything happened here uh, for, for, the, for the COVID, uh, basically, because we, we already set up all this infrastructure in December. So that was a really good point. Uh, I, that, that enabled me to say to everyone, okay, guys, like, uh, even if there was no lockdown, I said, okay, we, like schools are starting to close and everything. I don't know if there will be a lockdown, but just everyone stays at home. And, and within like 24 hours, everyone was set up at home and could stay for as long as needed at home. Um, so, yeah, I mean, um, that, that, so that's, that's doing pretty good. Uh, right now, I'm uh, like running a, a HR uh, operation in order to kind of get the feedback from everyone on their experience for the last the past four weeks in lockdown, yeah. lockdown uh, towards the work. Um, but also having their psychological feedback to know like how they feel. Mm -hmm. Is it okay? You know, like, uh, yeah, is there any consequences in, the, in their mindset and like, uh, you know, like uh, the way they see things or, and how we could improve everything because I really hope it will never happen again and it, that it will like end uh, in France, maybe on the 11th of May. But uh, there are chances that it will, you know, uh, come again in the future. Yeah. So let's better be ready and we're trying to kind of gather all this experience and improve every part that we can so that this experience doesn't isn't painful or difficult for everyone but uh, on the contrary goes very smoothly and it's just a different way of working than usual uh, so that's that's how we approach things and for, for so far it's been doing good yeah that's great that's great yeah and I, I think people uh, uh, especially when you you're ready to work from home or uh, as you say not on the same space or in the same space, uh, it, it's, it's not affecting people as much as when you always need to go to the office every day and that's not as easy yeah, to adapt definitely. to a different reality, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, hopefully it'll be over soon and we can all look back at this <laughs> as, a, as a painful memory, but a memory nonetheless, right? Yes, absolutely. Hopefully. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so Cyril and Ben, thank you so much for, for being on the show. Thank you for your thank you. honesty. Thanks for having us. I have one last question that I ask all of my guests. Uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar, but in the West, in the US, sorry, uh, in the 90s, when the, the Mega Drive was released over there as the Genesis, they came up with something, with a term uh, called blast processing. Okay, so they they said that the the Genesis was better than the SNES because it had blast processing, which was actually not true. It was not a real thing. Uh, it was a mar a marketing <laughs> gimmick. But let's say for a minute that a blast processing is a real thing that could improve uh, something. So if you could add blast processing to anything in the world, what would it be and why? To make something more powerful. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a good question. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. What did I want? Do I want something that I like but more powerful? 
My bike. <laughs> I don't know. I could, I could go like 100 kilometers an hour. <laughs> I would say my, my I, would... I have a blast processing on my bike. <laughs> there you go. That's the, I, I would I, buy would, that. I would say I would say my my bed basically. <laughs> My bed would be how really nice, you, like how, a blast processing, you know, like uh, it, like with massage and like oh. kind of like takes me into it, you know, and I and I just fell, fall asleep immediately. Oh. It would be perfect. Okay, I I, th I, w I was <laughs> thinking like uh, uh, you you would sleep for an hour and it would feel like a day, for example. Exactly, that, was, that would be a good blast processing. Yeah, and you, you would have more time for uh, for other things. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, great, great answers, great answer, answers. Thank you very much, guys. Uh, once again, thank, thank you. you for coming on the Sega Lounge. All the best for Streets of Rage 4, which is, uh, would you imagine that, out now as people are listening to this. Yep, <laughs> so it's crazy. So get, get on it and, and go play the game, people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See you next time, guys. I hope you can come back in the future to uh, talk a little bit more about the game. Sure, anytime. Okay. Let us know. We'll we'll do again some quick shots. Uh, yeah, good. Maybe one day we'll have <laughs> we'll have like real shots. Uh... <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be great. Looking forward to that. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs>
and part of Radio Sega's network of live shows and podcasts. Theme song and incidental music by OSC. Find them at opussciencecollective.bandcamp.com. Got any suggestions? Drop me an email to kc at radiosega.net. Follow us on Twitter at The Sega Lounge. You can find previous episodes of the show by going to thesegalounge.com and wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. <laughs>